I was, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. You know, God's really been wanting me to get a, 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 a healthy perspective of people. And um, I, well, so this probably won't, nobody will probably relate to this, but, but I tend to really put a lot of um, respect and, and um, I think highly of people. Sometimes I put myself down, though, in the process. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But um, it, 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 it can, it, there's, a, there's a part of it, though, that needs to be healthy in lifting other people up at, and praising. And that, so there's, a, there's a, an aspect of um, <sighs> trying to find my words here. <clears throat> Even if they sound funny, I'm going to find them here. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um, there's a necessity for there to be a lifting up if there's going to be a, a submission to or a, a trust in. So I was thinking about it like this. Okay, we'll, we'll do it this way, okay? So how many have had work done on you by uh, like a physician or a dentist or something like that? Did you research that person at all? think it might be a good idea <laughs> I was just thinking how amazing it is that we will go in and allow ourselves to be put to sleep and somebody go poking around on us with how much information well we just trust that they have a, a sign hanging up and so that puts them in the category of of trust that I'm going to allow them to do something to me because of their qualifications, what they've done. Now, it helps a lot if you get some good references, though, right? And, the, and we're living in a world of references now, aren't we? We're really living in a world where, um, man, you can go check people out. You can find out stuff. It's like we have a dentist now that um, <clears throat> my wife says, well, you found them on the Internet. <laughs> they must be good. <laughs> you found them on the Internet. And uh, what's that? I did. And, and what are you doing? You're finding out what somebody else's experience has been with this and what they can actually do. That makes sense? So, in order for you to submit to what they're going to do for you, to you, <laughs> whatever, and this, this is a big part of sales too. Isn't it amazing what we get sold by, by people? And what do they do? They, they try to impress you and, and sell, this is a thing with sales that um, <laughs> I never really got down too well. But you really have to impress somebody with yourself. And that's kind of what they tell you, don't they? It's, it's like a personal thing. You have to get rapport. That's a big part of sales, right? Getting, gaining rapport. And what do you have to do? You have to convince them that what you say is what you're going to do, right? So you have to impress them. And, and one of the biggest things you can do is, is have some some testimonies about what you've done and what it's it's going to be information of what uh, of the work that you can do and based upon that they're going to decide whether they're going to trust you for something or not there's going to be an action that you want to get from them that's going to require you to convince them based upon a story a 
about you. Okay? And so I want to look at, at praise tonight because I think sometimes we, we don't, there is, there's, there's a necessity of praise even with our God. You know, the, the biggest challenge we have with God is believing him. It really is. Because if we can just believe him, all things are possible. And we'll get to some of that. But, but what part does praise have to do with that? And, and I think sometimes we can just put praise into it. Like, let's just start praising God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 But what actually is praise? So if I'm, if I'm going to praise somebody, what am I going to do? I'm going to find something about them that I think is they do well. You know? Michael... Uh, he can just listen to my Jeep or get a flashlight out and look for a trail of some kind. and He's good at it, you know? I recommend Michael <laughs> to go take your brand new car to and he'll, he'll make it good. Why? Because he has a long stream of references, of stories that have been proven that he can do what he's going to do, right? Well, how big is our God? Do we just let him get by with praise God? Hallelujah. You're really great. You know, he's actually done something. And it's very important to actually declare what he's done for it to cause you to submit to what he's going to do. And actually believe it. So I'm calling this the necessity of praise, okay? And so there's a story in the Old Testament <clears throat> where um, Jehoshaphat, when they went, in, when, when they went in to occupy the promised land, there was uh, three nations that, that God told them not to uh, overtake. And after they'd been in there for a little while, that those nations came to... To conquer them. And Jehoshaphat, uh, man, they're coming against him. And so he takes the whole nation and he says, let's fast. Let's pray. Let's take this to God. Right? And they become very humble before God. And they have an understanding that without God, they're not going to make it. Without God, it's good. You know, sometimes when things come against us, we, 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 we can either crumble under them or we can say, now this is a God time. But it's not just enough to just say, this is God that's going to do it. There's an activation on our part that is required. for the Because God, God doesn't just move by need. He moves by faith. And so there's going to have to be something on our side that says, there, there's a placard on this wall that I'm going to submit myself to and actually give myself to, that it requires this element of praise. And so this story is very wonderful because there's a, there's a prophet that rises up and he says, this army's not going to defeat you, but the Lord is going to win this battle for you. Now, just getting a promise isn't enough either. Did you know the word is full of promises for us? And in Christ, all those promises are yes. It's not enough to just get a promise. It's not just enough to just get a prophecy. What are you going to do with it? And it's really interesting what they did with it, and it becomes a very great example for us because God was enabled to do some, uh, an amazing uh, 
work on the battlefield. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this song because this, this kind of refers to this, I believe. Remember that, that, that Michael W. Smith song? This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. You know? uh, it may look like we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by you. And, I, and that's very wonderful. I, that, that's a very wonderful song to sing. But I think there's even more that needs to be done for it to be powerful. It's good to, to acknowledge where our, where, how we fight, but then we need to go fight. Does that make sense? Not to just say this is how we do it, but to know how to do it. I think that's not going to be a small thing. You know, I'm thankful that, that when we, when we uh, you know, with our army, we don't just say here's a weapon, go use it. They have to be trained in how to use this stuff, right? And they have to be, it has to be something they really submit themselves to so that when they do get on the battlefield, they know every, everything that they need to apply. And there might be a lot of different weapons that they need to use for different applications, right? So let's look at this, though. This is a, a, a really cool story, I think. Um, it's, and, and I want to call this, praise is, is the maintenance of belief and therefore triumph in the battle. So the, the main thing, and this is really interesting in this, because sometimes we can just talk about, uh, you, you know, the praisers going before in the battle. But what are the praisers going in front of the army for to maintain belief? And we'll see this in this, in this passage. It's really good. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now, what does he say next? Believe. So, what is the main purpose of what they're fixing to do? They need to, they need to overtake this, or they need to not be overcome by this army that's coming against them. But what is their role? To try to come up with a way of fighting? Now, they, you, you know, we, we, we have to become skilled in natural things, too. But with the Lord, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to believe, right? And a lot of times, oh, we can say, oh, I, just, I don't have any problem believing. I mean, God's God. <laughs> I believe God. You know? Well, it's not that easy. Because if all you're hearing is about the enemy, is the only thing you're hearing is praise about the enemy, what the enemy can do... <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a virus can do. <laughs> you know, if that's all you're hearing, you're going to fold. Why? Because praise on either side determines belief. And what you believe and what you hear, what, what is praised the most is where the belief is going to go. That's why you can't be passive with praise. It's got to be, it's gotta be a, a something that you get. This is what I'm going to do, you know. There's some things you can kind of decide whether you want to do them or not. You want to play the guitar or not. Well, I don't know. But if you want to be victorious in Christ, praise is essential. Okay. <laughs> All right. So believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. What they'd just gotten a, uh, they'd just gotten a, prophetic word from a prophet 
And, and sometimes we can use this in itself and we can say, just believe any prophet that comes along. But it, there, there's a word for us that needs to, we take it to heart. Now, it's not enough to, just to get that. Then you start declaring the one who spoke that thing, the works of the Lord, right? Okay, let's keep going here. And when they had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. So, they're going out before the army. Why? Because they're not going to win this battle by just going into it. And just by getting a prophetic word, they're going to have to have that prophetic word continuing going before them all the time. Because it's belief that's going to cause them to win. Not just knowing that God's on your side. That's not enough. You have to keep reiterating it. You have to keep saying it. Has, if it's real, it's going to be in your mouth. If, if you really believe it, it's going to occupy your, your mouth. Right? You know, when, when people get into sports, this was one of the examples I was thinking about. You know, you could be right in the presence of, of the greatest athlete, the greatest golfer. You could be sitting right next to him in a restaurant. And if you never knew it, you completely ignore that person. But you take somebody that's been talking about that person. You take somebody that's really infatuated with how great they are. They have all the, all the statistics on them. They know how much they weigh. They know when they go to bed at night. They, you know. They will not sit at that table and ignore that person. Right? They will be fully aware of the elephant in the room. Right? Why? Because they've been talking about him. They've been talking about him with their friends. Right? <laughs> it's really hard. We can go into a battle... And be so infatuated with how, how big it is. And you can tell where somebody's faith is based upon what they're talking about in the middle of a battle. Right? But you take somebody that's been talking about God. And I'll just use my mom as an example right now. Because, I mean, it's just really amazing what she's going. She's been going through some, a lot of physical stuff. She broke her back. And she, you know, um, just a lot of things. And uh, my brother called me this week, and he said, well, Mom, I, uh, or, uh, I, I noticed she's, she's, something's going on with her eyes. She wasn't complaining. Why? Because she's always thinking about God. She's always thinking about the victory. She's always thinking about the promise of healing, even. And so, uh, come to find out, she can't even see out of her right eye. It's swollen, and, 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 and her left eye's come to where she can't see out of it either and she and so I called her today and I was talking to her for quite a while and she never said anything about it she never said anything about it. we're talking about you know all these other things in our family and I'm and, and you know we can talk about the we can talk about the Lord we, she loves to talk about you know teaching she, she watches and so she's probably watching but um uh She's not impressed with the opposition. She's not going to talk about that. 
She's going to talk about the Lord. She's going to talk about her answer. And you know, it's, 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 it's so telling of what you've been ensconced in by what comes out of your mouth in the storm. This is why I think we even have to be kind of careful in worship sometimes that we're not exalting the storm. You know, to me, the most powerful worship and praise songs are the ones like, this is who you are. I'm going to declare what God does. Amen? And get me, you know, I'm glad he's doing it for me, but, but it's not about me. <laughs> I'm going to make it about him. So they went before, why? To maintain belief. Because with that, if belief shifted just a little bit, then they would succumb to the fear of the enemy. The praises of the enemy, because the enemy was huge. It was, a, it was an overwhelming army. And the only way you overcome an overwhelming army is to overwhelm it with praise. Amen? But you got to know something about the one you're praising, right? Okay. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Isn't that a cool story? So let's keep going. Um, Mark 9.23. So Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So this thing is necessary. I, I, I love that, that Old Testament version. Uh, 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 Bringing the relevance of praise and the connection of praise to belief. You do not believe without praise. So praise becomes a necessity. And Jesus says, if you can just believe, all things are possible. So let's say, if you can just praise, it takes you to the realm of the possible. Amen? It, it's, not a, it's not just a, an option. It's essential. So praise overcomes the impossible with belief. Okay, let's go to uh, Psalm 34. I just want to go through this real quick because I <laughs> praise becomes something that, that has to be who you are, not just something you do when the storm comes. So uh, in this example that, that we gave in the Old Testament, it looks like, okay, when you see something coming, when you see an army coming, it's time to pray. No, that's too late because it has to become who you are has to become a part of your being. And it needs to be something that you find a reason for all the time. So there's this example in Psalm 34 where, and it says, um, this is, the, let me see, let's say my statement here first. I'm sorry, I'm kind of hanging on my words here a little bit tonight, but we're good, all right? All right. In every occasion, opportunity for renewed belief and victory. So I was, David, um, He was running away from Saul, right? And he comes in to the realm of, of Abimelech, and he comes before Abimelech, and, and he's uh, to avoid being um, in the service of Abimelech or, or killed, he starts acting like an idiot. Remember this story? He starts foaming at the mouth and acting really stupid. And, and can you imagine? This is the guy that, you know, that's been anointed to be the king. So, so he, he acts like an idiot. The, the king says, oh, get him out of here. You know, what a, I don't, can't have him around. You would not think 
this is an inspiration for a praise. You would not think this is one of your shining moments. You would not think, for me, I would be beating myself up, kicking myself if possible, you know. Oh, man, that was really stupid, you know. <laughs> now, he gets away from Abimelech, but he gets away from him and has to go hide in a cave. It's not that much better. He's still hiding. He's still not being the king. And you think, this is an opportunity for praise? Yes. Because David knows where his source comes from. He knows his God. And he knows that when my soul is being tempted to be overcome by my stupidness, by my insanity, by, by even something that I've done wrong, I don't even get sucked into that. Because, you know, he could have that could have ruined him. Having to run away from somebody by acting like an idiot? This great warrior? <laughs> you know, that in itself. And then you have to go hide in a cave? But you know what? That was the cave where Saul was coming to, to find him, right? And he made the right choice. Why? Because his praise was on the right side of things. He didn't start praising how terrible his situation was. He took the opportunity to build up who he knew in God. And because of that, he was able to overcome one of the biggest obstacles that he had. Pride and the temptation to take the life of the anointed one. Right? That was one of the biggest battles. You know, we just saw that big battle with the, with the overwhelming enemy coming against him. One of the biggest battles he was fixing to go into was the enemy telling him he could take one life. And he could have, right? So let's just read this. So a psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times. Don't you like that? He said, you're looking at me right now, you're thinking, well, this isn't the time to, no, this is the time. And so because this is the time, I have some things I'm going to say about God, right? His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Now, what is he, he he's going to that, that, that soul part of him, that part that gets affected by fear, gets affected by overwhelming obstacles, that part of him that's going to, to and this is the part of how we all are, it's our emotions, what gets crushed in us that allows us to give up. Right? He said, right now when I'm tempted to be, and he's not, he doesn't even acknowledge the temptation. He just says, no, my soul will boast in the Lord. Right? The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now, I want to go down just a little. Oh, this is the next part. He, he, and so he starts saying some stuff about God. He doesn't just say, God is great. God is great. All right, never mind. Okay. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. What is that? That's a soul thing, isn't it? He says, my soul will boast in the Lord. It will not succumb to a fear. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. What is that? 
You can tell when somebody is happy, when somebody's joyful, when somebody is free. Amen? He says, that's what God does. You know, when you're going through something and it's, and it's overwhelming, instead of being victim to it, you can say something other. Amen? But there needs to be something about God that you're actually saying, not just God is good. God is good and his mercies endure forever is fine. But what has he done? He's delivered my soul from fear. Has he done that for you? You know, sometimes when you're going through something else, you forget what he's already done. <laughs> I don't know about you, but he has delivered my soul from dark places. And you know, when I'm coming into another one, I need to declare what he's already done. Amen? Because what I need now is to believe in this God that is great whether or not I acknowledge him. And I need to acknowledge him right now. Amen? This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. You know who he's talking about? Himself. Said, this poor man... <laughs> Man, I was in a sorry state. But you know what? I called on God. You know, there needs to be a declaration of that. Because every time God does something, there's a reason to believe in him. Every time there's a work of God, there's a reason to believe in that work of God. Amen? It's not, praise is not a small thing. It's an enabler of belief. So it needs to be nurtured. It needs to be developed. It needs to be, you can become creative in it. That's why, that's why David was so, man, I, <laughs> I'm reading through the, I got this Bible reading program. And man, I came up, I keep thinking, man, when I get to Psalm 119, that's going to be a long one. And, um, <laughs> right. And uh, then I got to it. And, you know, it was so, David can go on and on. About what God says. You know? And because of that, what God says makes a difference to him. You know, if, if we could just get really good at, at coming up with really creative things to say about what God says. <laughs> you know? Because every time you do, it's establishing a belief in what he says. That will cause you to do what Jesus said. If you can just believe all things are possible. Amen. So you go down just a little bit. He says the angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear him and delivers them. What he, He's actually saying what God does. He says he actually protects. He keeps people. You know if you're not talking about that. You're going to get into fear about what's uh, going to come against you. Right. He's good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. He's good. What's the opposite of good? Bad, right? <laughs> Sometimes I think you have to kind of think about that because what is the goodness of God? It's anything that's not bad, <laughs> right? And he is. You can, you can get really creative with that. What is he good with? What has he done for you? You know, he, he's blessed me with a wonderful family. That's not, a small, that's, that's not just things that just happen. No, that's God. You know? My, my heritage, my, my father, 
you know, he, he was a cowboy, and, and God saved him and gave him a passion for God that, that delivered him from a lot of things that would have could have crushed me. That's the goodness of God. You know, just talking about it now kind of, I don't know if you noticed, but you start talking about what God has done. Amen? That's why, you know, when we traveled with Brother Hagin, he, he, he'd have long healing lines, but he would tell stories about people getting healed before they before you come up. You hear what God has already done. You're going to believe what he will. Necessity of fear. So he, he's, he goes on here and he says, you know what? It's a very important, though, when you're going to go to praise God that you're actually living for him. Because you know what? If you really, if, and this, this is something that will help, too, in the area of righteousness in your life and choosing righteousness over wickedness. Again, if you really believe, if, if you've been talking about that person in the, in the table next to you, you're going to act like they're who you think they are. You might eat better. You might not order something that you would have ordered otherwise, right? Because you've been talking about that person. You're so, depends on who they are. But if you're talking about a most holy God and you really, really believe that he's right there, it's going to change what you choose to do. And, and David makes a correlation to this. He says, you know what? The righteous are going to fear God. What is that when you change what you're going to do based about based upon what you've been talking about somebody? That's fear. You're concerned with what they're going to think about you based upon what you've been saying about them. Holiness can be very much helped by simply praise. The praise of God to the point that you're actually in fear of this person. It's it's not it's not that you're repul or you're, you're being pushed away from them. No, you want to impress them. You want to align your life with some this person because you're you've been talking about them. Right? So, oh fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. What is that? Because the more you fear, the more you're impressed with him, the more you you acknowledge who he really is, you'll believe that he's your provider. You will not lack for a thing. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Remember the context to where he's saying this. He's just been acting like an idiot, getting ready to go live in a cave, and he's talking about God, right? He said this happens all the time. So, uh, righteous versus wickedness, and you go through these next few verses, there's an identity that comes from this. Is this kind of what I want to get to? Praise can, needs to become an identity if it's going to really affect our belief and demolish impossibilities. It has to be something that you say, this is who I am. I'm a praiser. And here's something that I've noticed also, because sometimes we can get to where, oh, somebody doesn't need to be praised. They'll just be puffed up. They already know. You know what a praiser does? They get good at praising everybody. Did you know that people in this, in this body can be very much helped and encouraged by a simple word of encouragement? Right? Because we've gotten so used to praising God that it's just always on our lips. My, you look lovely tonight, Melanie. I love the way you pray. I love the way you exhort. It's so encouraging. You know? And what does that do? What it does for me 
It's doing something for her, but you know what? It's doing something for me too. I'm seeing her. I'm believing in her. I'm, I'm lifting. I'm able to connect because of what I'm saying. You see how powerful that is? It becomes who we are. The Lord redeems, and this is the end of it. I, I, I like this. It says, he redeems the soul. What does that mean? He buys it back. It's been stolen. It's been taken to a place of unbelief, of, of, of worry and fear. And he says, I come and I buy it back. Right? The soul of his servants. Those are the ones who say, what he says, I do. If he tells me not to do it, I don't. Why? That, that's what a servant does, right? He says, when you acknowledge what, when you're so impressed with me that you choose to do what I say and what I say not to do, it does something for your soul. It redeems your soul. And none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Condemnation isn't just a sentence, it's an identity. And he will redeem your soul from the fear and the identity of condemnation. Right? Isn't that good? All right. How y'all doing? This is good, right, man? All right. So there's an identity of praise in Psalm 71, 6 through 8 says, By you I have been upheld from birth. So this is so wonderful. He goes back and he says, you know what? This isn't just something that happened to me when I ran into God. God's been about me all of my life. Before, when I was conceived. <laughs> when my parents first winked at each other. You know, he, 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 he's, he's been a part of me all, all along. You know what? You start, you start talking about God that way. And it's not just something that he's, I hope he does something for me sometime. No, he's been involved in my life. Before I was live, right? By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Okay, let's keep moving. Psalm 71, 14 it's in the works of God that praise is established. But I will hope continually. I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. He said, this is going to be something I'm going to continually pursue. Amen? If we're actually believers, praise has to be a continuance. It has to be something that, man, what's... What's, what's God up to right now? What's God been doing? Amen? I, I thought about it this way. You know, sometimes when you're, you're in a conversation with somebody and, um, and, and they're telling something and it, it makes you think of something in your own that you want to respond with, it's like, boy, wait till they hear what I have to say, right? <laughs> and that was a good story, but you wait till what? You know? <laughs> it should be kind of like that. You know what I mean? Where, you know, I'm going through this. Oh, that reminds me of something about God. That reminds me of something about what, what, what he's already done, right? I will go in the strength of the Lord, God. Am I in the right place? Yeah, okay. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only, O God. You have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare what? 
your wondrous works. I want to just hit on this works thing a little bit. Okay, if you can take to go to the next one. I'm just going to let you advance because this thing's crashing on me. Um, Acts 2.11. So I, th th I thought this was really cool because um, if, if you want to, to, to gain in revelation of God, in belief of God, start talking about his works. So I, thought, I, I, I remembered what, uh, reading this. And th remember in, in Acts 2, when they all got filled with the Holy Ghost, right, in the upper room, and they came down, and there were people that began gathering around, right, from all these different parts of the country. And they heard what coming from these people? Were they, were they telling them? Uh, were they giving them a long doctrinal thing or anything like that? What were, they, what were they saying? What was the Holy Ghost inspiring them that they didn't even know because it was not their language? The works of God. Isn't that interesting? I thought that was really cool. So when, when there's an inspiration from God, it's going to be about what God does. Why? Because just knowing a bunch of theology is not going to help you. You have to know what God does. Amen? Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Isn't that amazing? And what, what caused them to believe in Jesus? The declaring the wonderful works of God. That was probably part of it, right? That he sent Jesus. Isn't that amazing? All right, give me the next one here. So Revelation. And this is where we are now, I believe, right? <laughs> There's power in our story. There's power in, in what God has already done for us that isn't optional. It's essential. It's the, it's the weapon of our warfare. This is how we fight our battles. But it's not just singing praise the name of Jesus or, or just wait until the song comes on. No, it, it's David. A praise will continually be in my mouth. Why? Because I carry. I don't, I'm not carrying right now, but, but, I, do, but I do carry. <laughs> Why? Because it's just when you're not carrying that you're going to get hit. So you better be carrying all the time. Right? <laughs> no, not literally, but, but in this case, right? It's, it's like... Do you know when the enemy's coming? No, he's going around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Who is that? That's somebody that doesn't have praise on their lips. Why? Because what is he going to do? He's going to try to take belief from us. If he can take belief from us, he can defeat us in whatever way that he wants to. But if a praise is on our lips, he can try. But he's defeated because our praise is of God. The works of God. Amen? So, Revelation. It's in telling the story of God's great works that faith to overcome is found. How many want to overcome? How many are, are overcomers? Okay, that means you're praisers then. Right? <laughs> and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. So what is an accuser? 
That's a trash talker, right? Why do people trash talk? Because they want to get you out of your praise realm. So you, you watch basketball. You watch these guys, you know, that are, that are playing these sports. They have to be cocky. They have to believe in themselves. They've been talking to themselves. I can do this. I mean, I, I'm the goat, man. I'm, <laughs> right? I'm the greatest of all time. I, I'm, I can. They have to. You don't get that good without some praise of yourself. Right? So what's the trash talker doing? He's getting into your praise realm. If he can just say, man, you're going to miss that shot. You're not going to make it. Get you to doubt just a little bit. And if you listen to, this, to the voice of the accuser, he's going to take away your praise. As soon as your praise is gone, your shot is gone. You cannot win without praise. Amen? Have you ever noticed when you get down, when you're underneath the cloud... When's the last time you praised? You know? <laughs> and your way out is the David way out. Okay? I, I'm feeling under this. I, I just acted like an idiot. Time to praise. Right? And what am I going to praise? I'm going to make a list. What has God done? You know, there's a lot of stories in the Bible we can use. But I have some family that I can talk about. I can talk about my own self. You know? God has, God has brought me through a lot of stuff. I know I look perfect, and you know, you think, the guy had a hard time getting started tonight, but man, the rest of us like great. No, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But man, God is working in my life right now. I have a reason to praise him right now. He's, he's inspiring me. He's giving me life. He's giving me a reason to live right now. Amen. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God, before our God, day and night. Next one. And how did they overcome him? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They loved their, not their lives unto the death. So they didn't, they didn't allow their, their connection with this life to keep them from what they had in eternal life. Right? So. There's something that the blood has done for us. It's established victory that the enemy can never take from us. But it's not enough for just the blood. You know, some people want to say, well, the work of Christ has already been done. We don't have to do anything else. No, we have to believe. We have to apply it in our lives, right? So the testimony is going to determine whether we're victorious or not. The testimony is praise. What has God done? The works of God. Amen?